Here on the ground, change happens fast. Problems feel frequent and urgent. It's loud and anxiety runs high. From a satellite view, the Earth looks the same as it did thousands of years ago. We've been here before. Let's learn from our past and shoot for a better future. Hey, how you doing? Hey. Listen, Danny, we just want you to know how glad we are a guy like you was on that jury. That mob thing. That Junior Soprano trial. I got that. Hey, hey, what are you doing? It's a privilege. Hard-working guy. Wife and two kids. Performing a civic duty we should all take part in. We know you do the right thing. That's going back in time to December 8th, 2002. An episode of The Sopranos. Similar to what happened to Stormy Daniels when she was putting her kid in the car. In a parking lot, somebody comes by and goes, Hey, nice kid, uh, be too bad if something bad happened to the kid's mother. Yeah. Jury tampering. Welcome to this episode of A Satellite View. I'm Todd Mickelson, your host, speaking at you from March 3rd, 2024. Yeah, that was from an episode of The Sopranos. They were doing a intimidation of the guy in the store. What's-his-name comes in and says, Hey, how you doing? And he's like, do, do I know you? Yeah, I know you're going to do the right thing, you know. Let's go back further in time to 1964. Jimmy Hoffa, a trade union leader you may have heard of. He was convicted of jury tampering in 1964. Gil Dozier, a Louisiana commissioner of agriculture and forestry, was charged with jury tampering. While on bail and after being convicted of live felonies, including extortion and racketeering, he served nearly four years in prison. Former West Virginia Governor William Wallace Barron was convicted of jury tampering in 1971. George Pape, or Pappy, a jury foreman in a 1987 trial of John Gotti, sought out Gotti's underlings who agreed to pay him $75,000 in exchange for a not guilty vote. Pappy was later convicted of jury tampering and sentenced to three years in prison. Uh, it goes on and on. It's a crime. And it's the mob. And it's Donald Trump. Donald Trump arguing to keep the jurors' identities public in the upcoming Stormy Daniels and other trials. He tried to do it also in the uh, E. Jean Carroll trial. He was unsuccessful because these judges know they have to keep the juries, un uh, not unanimous, well, they need to keep them unanimous, but anonymous because Trump and his cronies will tamper with them at the very least, harm or kill them at the worst. 64% of Americans want a verdict on Trump. 38% of Republicans want a verdict on Trump before Election Day, preferably on one of the two federal criminal trials. A criminal trial is beginning, I believe, March 24th or 25th, and it's the Stormy Daniels payoff. That's a crime. It's not, it's not a civil case like they have been up till now. 
where he owes a total of more than now $600 million he's got to try and come up with if he even wants to appeal. He made an offer to E. Jean Carroll. You know I have the money. You said you know I have the money. Well, that's because he said he had the money. So why don't you just trust me? I Listen, I won't pay you now. I'll pay you later. Okay? I'm getting a paycheck on Tuesday from Eric. Great guy. Great guy. That's what he said. He, he said, you know, you know I have the money. I will pay you if I lose the appeal. And then E. Jean Carroll's lawyer wrote a letter that was quite scathing. She said, this is the equivalent of a signature on a napkin at a bar from the least credible person on earth. So that's not working. And he's got to come up with that money. And now that's probably exceeding nine ninety, probably exceeding $90 million. It's hard to keep track of all these numbers sometimes. You think it's $9 million because that's a lot. $90 million in the E. Jean Carroll case. That is due sometime at the, toward the end of this week. I can't remember if it's the 5th or the 8th of March. So what would that be? Either Tuesday or Wednesday or Friday, whatever. And E. Jean Carroll's lawyer is saying, oh, we are going to get paid. Whether it be selling properties and taking that money or just acquiring the properties and then, you know, whatever. Now, it's very likely that Trump doesn't have very large of a piece of a lot of these properties. He can have bank liens on them. Trump Tower, he owns very little of Trump Tower. I believe he owns the bottom floor where retail is. And then he owns his apartment. And then he owns each of the ugly gold letters that spell out Trump on the front of the building. Oh, he might not even own those, actually. So if that tower is liquidated, they're going to get very little. You know, tens of millions of dollars, which in this case is very, very little. How much of Mar-a-Lago do you think he actually owns? Mar-a-Lago is probably worth about $240 million, realistically. It's not worth a hundred times that. It's, not, it's undervalued in a lot of ways because of the zoning and the self-inflicted uh, rules that Trump put on. He's not supposed to be living there, actually. But anyway, the land and the buildings are probably realistically worth about $240 million. What if he only really owns a third of that? And the rest of it is on bank liens or something. Who knows? I don't know what those numbers are, but let's just use it as an example. If you sell Mar-a-Lago for $240 million, first of all, that's not $600 million. So it could maybe help him pay E. Jean Carroll. But what if he only has a third of that? Which is going to be the case in a lot of his other buildings. You see where I'm going with this. He's going to have to get rid of an awful lot of stuff. It's not like he can sell Mar-a-Lago and then pay off all of his debts. You know, that's not going to happen. The judicial system this week has been very disappointing. I was pretty depressed on Thursday with the Supreme Court decisions. Again, checking out people who know a lot more about it. Michael Popak on Midas Touch, for instance, he said if you read the fine print and between the lines and, well, not even between the lines, it is written in there, but he said this is very carefully written. It sounds like the Supreme Court wants to be careful on this ruling of complete immunity because they also need to have everything work for all presidents to come in the future. For instance, 
when Barack Obama used a drone attack on an American citizen who had become a terrorist against America, he did order the killing of an American citizen who was under the duties of being president, protecting the country from a sworn terrorist who was threatening to do some kind of terror in the United States. So then after he's president, do you throw him in jail because he ordered the killing of an American citizen? No. Presidents need to have immunity from things that are being done in the duty of being the president. The actual things that you're doing as president, your duty as president. If while Barack Obama, let's say Joe Biden, if while Joe Biden is president, he orders SEAL Team 6 to kill Trump, which apparently Trump would love to do to Biden, then Joe Biden does not have immunity from prosecution for doing that because that's not within the scope of his duties as a president. That's something else. I would say it is protecting the United States because Trump is a huge threat to our national security. But you know where I'm getting at. So they're being very careful to make sure that presidents still can carry out, you know, kind of like what Trump is complaining. If you don't have immunity, you can't be president. So they want to set it up so that there's a line drawn. If you do something like try and stop the transfer of power in a presidential election, that's not within the scope of the duties to be president. That's just you being a jerk. That's you being a criminal. That's you obstructing. That's you committing crimes. And it's not within the scope of your duties as president, so you do not have immunity. That's what they're probably going to rule. That's what everyone thinks they're going to rule. And maybe they're taking extra time because they want to be careful. It's very frustrating how much time they decided to take. But Jack Smith said, I don't care if this trial doesn't start until October. It's starting. I'm ignoring the fact that this idiot's running for president. This trial is going to happen as soon as it possibly can. So at this point, we don't know if one of the two federal criminal trials can conclude before Election Day even though 64% of Americans think it should. It makes everyone feel a little bit like, yeah, Trump's still just getting away with it. He's delaying, 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 and he's going to get away with it. Trump is proving that he himself thinks he's guilty. If he thought he was innocent, he should have wanted a speedy trial back right away. Back in 2021, he should have started saying, I want this to go to trial quickly because I want to be exonerated because I'm innocent. He didn't do that. He hoped and hoped and hoped it wouldn't happen. Then when it happened, he keeps delaying over and over again. He knows he's guilty. We know he's guilty. Is our judicial system showing vulnerabilities here? Right now, the Supreme Court is ruling against the American people over and over again. There's proof that they're being bribed to do so, some of them. But they don't care. They don't care about the United States. They don't care about the people of the United States. They don't care about the people's perception of them. And then people talk about the polls. Oh, Joe Biden can't win. Joe Biden's going to is. What happens if Joe Biden drops out? What do we do? What do we do? Joe Biden's not going to drop out. Joe Biden's going to win the election on November 5th by 10 million votes. He's going to win Ohio. He possibly will win Florida. 
So what I'm here to do is to remind you, this is not hopeless. The Dobbs decision and now this new IVF, this new ruling on IVF is not helping Republicans in the election. It's hurting them more and more. They are hurting themselves with self-inflicted wounds over and over again. Donald Trump speaking into a microphone is not helping him gain voters. He lost by 7 million votes. And I know the Electoral College gets scarier, but he lost all of those swing states. Six or seven swing states that everyone said Trump was going to win in 2020. He lost all of them. The polls said Trump was going to win them in 2020. He lost all of them. And he's losing voters because of what he is saying into the microphones and because of what other Republicans are saying into microphones. We're going to come back after a break and go through some more reasons not to worry about the 2024 elections when we come back on a satellite view. Listening to a satellite view. I'm Todd Mickelson. Let's get back into it. First of all, some news. You may have heard that the government was going to shut down on Friday. What happened? Nothing happened. Well, something actually did happen. President Biden signed a government funding extension on Friday that delays a partial shutdown for at least another week. <laughs> funding for some agencies was set to lapse Friday while the rest were funded through March 8th. But Congress reached a deal late Wednesday on a temporary funding patch, punting the deadlines to March 8th and March 22nd. The measure passed in the House and Senate in a bipartisan vote, making it the fourth time since September that a shutdown has been narrowly averted. That is not helping Republicans in the eyes of voters. Under this bipartisan agreement, six of the 12 annual spending bills will now need to be passed before the end of next week. Now, even newer news, those six of the 12 annual spending bills have been passed. I saw news right before I started recording this show that what they needed to get done this next coming week, they already have gotten done. Congressional leaders said the one-week extension was necessary to allow the appropriations committees adequate time to execute on this deal in principle and give lawmakers time to review the package's text. Congress then has two more weeks to pass the other six spending bills to fully fund the government until September, when it all starts over again. President Biden said in a statement Thursday that the extension was good news for the American people, but noted this is a short-term fix, not a long-term solution. In the days ahead, Congress must do its job and pass 
full year funding bills that deliver for the American people, he said. Congress doing their antics, they're not helping themselves in the election cycle. All of this craziness is cementing the GOP's demise. I'm talking not just losing the election, but becoming extinct. Think of all the things that they're talking about. They already overthrew Roe v. Wade. That really, in 2015, that was the worst thing that could happen if Trump became president in 2016 as well. That's what we were saying. He's going to pack the Supreme Court and they're going to overturn Roe v. Wade. And people said, oh, no, they would never do that. They would never do that. You're, uh, you're, you're just being way too pessimistic. It's not going to be that bad if Trump wins. The worst thing that we thought would happen, happened. But if you've been listening to this show, you know that, okay, yes, that happened. It can be overturned again. In Minnesota, we pretty much have codified a woman's reproductive rights and a safe access to abortion because abortion is part of women's reproductive rights sometimes, or reproductive health care sometimes, needs to be available in a safe way. Republicans want women to die, so they don't want to keep women's health care safe. They want women to die. IVF, oh, they would never touch that. Well, they have. In Alabama, I'm sure you've heard the news, clinics that were performing IVF for people who are having trouble having kids be able to possibly have kids. The clinics in Alabama closed because the Republicans said, if you kill a frozen embryo, you are tried for murder. And of course, frozen embryos die in the clinics. They don't use them all. This was all because an accident happened where some of them died because somebody dropped a test tube on the floor or something. So yeah, Republicans, either if you're a woman, they want you to either die or they want to throw you in prison for murder. So now we're saying they're going to come after contraception. Are there still people saying, oh, no, they would never do that? Because they're going to do that. They're saying, they're telling us. They're going to do it. They're going to come after gay marriage. What about interracial marriage? If they had their way, they would go after premarital sex. If you have sex before you're married to somebody, jail for you. They're taking away our freedoms. And they're telling us that they want to take away our freedoms. Is that how they're gaining more voters? Because they need a lot more voters than they had in 2020. Also, another thing, Trump has had to reveal that he's not rich. He doesn't have the money for even the E. Jean Carroll, the, even the smaller penalties. He doesn't have the money. He's not rich. He's never been a good businessman. Every Trump cabinet member from his administration is against him becoming president. And what about Nikki Haley voters? 70% of Nikki Haley voters in New Hampshire said, if Donald Trump and Biden are the two nominees, they will not stay home from voting. They will not vote for everything except the presidency. They will vote for Biden. So Trump is not only losing voters, but he's pushing some Republicans over to the other side to vote for Biden. These are Republican voters, the most active 
Republican voters showing up at primaries and caucuses. He is losing voters, and he is losing it. I took two cognitive, at least two, I can't remember how many, two cognitive tests, and I aced them both. And they're very hard. They're very hard. No, they're not hard. They're not hard. They're not testing to see how smart you are. They're testing to see if you maintain the uh, minimal amount of cognitive abilities to function at all as a human being, much less a president of the United States. Joe Biden had a yearly physical exam. Everything's fine. Everything's good. Oh, did he have a cognitive test? No. You know why? Because the doctor didn't think he needed one. My doctor doesn't tell me I need a cognitive test. Does your doctor tell you that that you need one? If they do, you should be worried. Doctors only tell you to take one if they think you need one. If they're seeing signs of dementia or Alzheimer's or something like that. If they're detecting signs that you have it. That's why they give the test. Trump says... Oh, and he also points out the beginning is kind of easy. The middle gets a little harder. And then there's an end that's really most people couldn't answer those questions. Most people can answer those questions. (laughs) He even went so far one time to say, they ask you 32,000 times 425 and I aced it. That question is not in a cognitive test. The question he's mistaken that to be is probably something like, you know, which one of these three animals is a lion? He thinks it's a test to show how smart you are. I aced it. Many people can't even take the test, and I aced it. (laughs) So he's just pointing out how absolutely, not just that he's losing his mind, but that he's just so stupid to begin with. Uh, There was a a neurologist, I believe it was, on a show, and he said, Biden's brain is aging. Trump's brain is dementing. And just the fact that Trump thinks it's hard is proof. And there were a couple speeches yesterday that you may have seen clips of. They're being played a lot on social media. I saw somebody strung together 32 times that he just completely stumbled right out of the sentence. Another thing that's happening, Hunter Biden came in for a closed-door deposition, just like the Republicans said he had to, but Hunter Biden and Democratic elected officials took advantage of that because Hunter Biden performed apparently very well. There's a transcript. I'm going to read a little bit of it for you. Actually, why don't I do that right now? Let's see if I can... This is a very small writing, but uh, if I can just move things around a little bit. So, for instance, um, you've heard me talk about different people, uh, Jamie Raskin, Dan Goldman, Jared Moskowitz. uh, They're all doing a very good job. Another one that's doing a very good job is Eric Swalwell. During the deposition, Eric Swalwell had questions for Hunter Biden. So I'm going to read right now from the, uh, his deposition transcript. Swalwell, anytime your father was in government prior to the presidency or before, did he ever operate a hotel? Hunter Biden, no, he has never operated a hotel. Swalwell, 
So he's never operated a hotel where foreign nationals spend millions at that hotel while he was in office? Biden. No, he has not. Swalwell. Did your father ever employ in the Oval Office any direct family members to also work in the Oval Office? Biden. My father has never employed any direct family members to my knowledge. Swalwell. While your father was president, did anyone in the family receive 41 trademarks from China? Biden, no. You see what's going on here, of course. Swalwell, as president and the leader of the party, has your father ever tried to install as the chairperson of the party a daughter-in-law or anyone else in the family? Biden, (laughs) no. And I don't think that anyone in my family would be crazy enough to want to be the chairperson of the DNC. Swalwell, has your father ever, in his time as an adult, been fined $355 million by any state that he worked in? Biden, no, he has not, thank God. Swalwell, anyone in your family ever strike a multiple billion dollar deal with the Saudi government while your father was in office? Biden, no. Swalwell, that's all I've got. So you see what I mean by... Democrats are getting better at this all the time. So what's happening here is that this is turning. Hunter Biden, his deposition is, with the help of other people, is turning toward Jared Kushner. So that now we're having segments, okay, like this. Kushner did work in the White House. He worked very hard. It's becoming a little less clear what he actually worked hard at, because after he left the White House, he went out and raised $3.1 billion, that's billion with a B, for a private equity fund. And as you pointed out, he's not a private equity guy. He's a real estate guy. So where did this money come from? Some of it we know from filing. Some of it we know from press reports. What we know for a fact is he raised the $3.1 billion. What we also know for a fact is that only about $30 million of it actually came from investors in the United States. All the rest of it is foreign money. And of that foreign money, $2 billion of it came from the Saudis. And not only did it come from the Saudis, but the Public Investment Fund, which is the Saudi Sovereign Wealth Fund, from which this money came, the board of it voted against giving the money to Jared, and they were overruled by MBS, who said, give him the $2 billion. I've been in this business 40 Mm. years. I have never seen someone get $2 billion out of $3 billion, get two-thirds of their money from a single investor. Usually a single investor might be a few percent of the fund, might be 5%, occasionally 10%. Never seen this. Another $200 million, uh, we believe, came from Qatar. Another $200 million, we believe, came from the UAE. And then the $625 million that came from foreign investors that we don't even know who they are. So what was Jared Kushner doing in the White House? And by the way, as a fun fact, on January 6th, the famous January 6th, Jared Kushner was in the Middle East. So segments like that are starting to happen. That was on MSNBC just, you know, a couple days ago. We also have here on the floor of Congress. Yesterday I sat in on the Hunter Biden deposition for hours. Republicans once again proved and provided zero evidence, zero evidence, failing to show any sort of link between Hunter Biden and the president. No links between those business dealings. This entire case is a political stunt and a joke. Donald Trump ordered House Republicans to smear President Biden 
They tried and tried and tried and failed. But I want to remind everyone about the real White House crime family. Why did Saudi Arabia give Jared Kushner $2 billion, billion with a B, just months after he left the Trump White House? And why did the Saudis spend hundreds of thousands of dollars at Trump properties while he was still the president? We also know that Jared Kushner used his cushy White House job to secure a $100 billion arms deal for Saudi Arabia and did other favors as well. Now, some members of the majority actually agree that this was unethical. And in fact, a few weeks ago, Jared Kushner was asked by a reporter about his grift. He responded, are we still really doing this? Yes, Jared, we are still really doing this. The American people deserve answers. I rise yet again to urge my colleagues across the aisle to answer our calls and subpoena Jared Kushner's companies once and for all. We are not stopping and we demand answers. Thank you, Madam Speaker. I yield back my time. That's Representative Robert Garcia from California on the floor of the House. Excuse me. So the talk is not working for them. You know, they've been trying to impeach Joe Biden. That's not my fault. Joe Biden didn't commit any crimes. That's not my fault that Donald Trump did and Jared Kushner did. It's not my fault they did and Joe Biden didn't. But we got to impeach somebody. Because Trump's telling him, you got to impeach somebody because I don't want to be the only one running in this that was impeached two times. You got to impeach somebody. Get out there and do. I'm trying, but it's not my fault. There's no crimes. Is it looking good? Are the Republicans looking good? What's going to happen with this government shutdown thing? Are the Republicans going to go after MAGA Mike Johnson? Now being also called Moscow Mike Johnson? Because he had a bipartisan uh, agreement to not allow the government to shut down? Because that's why they threw Kevin McCarthy out. Democrats are getting better at this. Republicans are getting worse because they've lost all their brain power. I believe, again, this election day, the only issue that many, many, many people are going to be voting on, especially Gen Z people and women and men too. I mean, both Republicans and Democrats know that if Donald Trump becomes president, The Republicans will have a national ban on abortion, period. Trump switched from 16 weeks to 15 weeks. That still kills women. That issue alone, it has been proven over and over. Yeah, the polls are saying whatever the polls are saying. A lot of the polls are just crappy, too, when you actually look. You know, we asked, you know, 400 people in a red district who they, you know... uh, Don't pay attention to polls right now. The exit polls and primaries and stuff, those are accurate because that's actual people answering. We know who they are. They just came out from voting, and they're saying what they're saying. That's one kind of poll. These other polls where they're trying to call people, Gen Z doesn't answer their phone. The polls have been consistently wrong for many years now. Many years, the polls have been absolutely wrong. 
and everyone still keeps acting so surprised, especially since Dobbs, the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Democrats have mind-blowingly overperformed in elections, in all kinds of elections, all kinds of elections, not just on that subject matter, but on all kinds of elections. In Florida, they got 900,000 signatures urging their state Congress to codify Roe v. Wade to protect women's health care rights. 150 of those signatures were from Republicans. I mean, 150,000. 150,000 were Republicans. That's in Florida. There are sane people in Florida. That's 150 people. I'm sorry, keep doing that. That's 150,000 people that would have voted for a Republican who are now not going to vote for a Republican. And probably many, many of those will vote for the Democrat because they don't want a national abortion ban. In Florida, remember that, okay? Remember that. And then this IVF thing, they're, they're looking crazy. All you have to do is vote. There's more you can do, but if we all vote, this craziness will stop. We will go back to being able to respect the people that were voting into office. It's going to be a bloodbath for Republicans this election day. So don't let all this news scare you. Don't let it bum you out. Since I'm not doing a show next week, I'm going to New York. I'm going to just take a week off. That's not a bad idea either. <laughs> this was a hard week. We're on our own. Sometimes it feels like we're on our own. We're not getting help from our judicial system because the Supreme Court is crazy. Six of the nine members. You know, it feels like we're, we're on our own. Okay, no problem. We have the most power in the country with our vote. Our vote on election day is more powerful than any vote a congressperson can do on the, on the House floor. It's no problem for us to be on our own. Remember, most of the people you know are not MAGOTs. I mean, really think about it. I don't know that I know a single MAGOT. Maybe some of my relatives that I stopped speaking to like a couple decades ago. Maybe. MAGOTs make up an extremely small percentage of voters. And if Nikki Haley ends up being the uh, on the ballot, she's not going to have any of those voters. She still needs those voters. If everybody votes, the Republicans lose, no matter what. So the Republicans, at the very least, need to have every single last one of the Republicans. Donald Trump ha does not have that. Nikki Haley will have more than Trump, but not enough to win. Support whoever's running for the congressional seat in your district. We will win back the House. We will expand, at least by a couple, in the Senate, and we will maintain the White House. So uh, don't get bummed out. Let's all stick together and help each other stay sane. Let's help each other to argue for what's good and against what's bad. That's what we do here on A Satellite View. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you in two weeks.
been listening to A Satellite View with Todd Mickelson. Go to toddmickelson.com for links and more information. Thank you.